So it's great to be here just to worship the Lord. There's nothing like it. And it's, you know, church ought to be a foretaste of heaven. We're supposed to find here a place of rest, a place of joy, a place of peace, a sanctuary of love and just knowing what's in heaven to get a foretaste of it here. Can you imagine worship in heaven? All the angels, you'll get to see them at last. You'll see what they look like. You'll get to see all the saints you've read about in the Bible and all the heroes of your faith, those who trusted in the Lord. You'll get to meet them all. But oh, what a joy when we see Jesus face to face. And that's what everyone's going to be caught up with Jesus, the one who has saved us by his grace. He is, as Song of Solomon tells us, he is the altogether lovely one. If you really want to know what love is all about, what, what it tastes like, what, it, what the experience of it really is, you'll find it in Christ, Christ alone. And so today, it is my prayer for each one of you and those listening online as well, that you will know a foretaste of heaven this morning, that you'll know just the joy of the Lord to be your strength and that you'll know rest peace and the loveliness of Christ just to fill every part of your nature and that you leave here skipping and dancing home as you continue to reflect that love, that joy, that peace to the world. We're living in a broken and a dark world and oh, they need to see the light of Christ. And so I do pray that this morning will just shine for him. Well, let's Worship together. Praise the Lord. Praise, O oh, servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Bless, bless us. Bless the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its setting, let the name of the Lord be praised.
our hearts as we pray together. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we ask that you would come as we welcome you this morning. Yes, Lord, come and breathe upon us. Fill us. Pour into our hearts your spirit of promise, the Holy Spirit, the dove, the gentle dove, and Lord, pour into our worship the spirit of holiness. Oh, may your spirit overflow into our homes, our streets, our church, our world. And Lord, especially into this time of worship. And so, Lord Jesus, we also ask, oh, please come. Move in our hearts and in this place. Inhabit the praises of your people here this morning. As we celebrate your life, your death, your resurrection, your ascension. Yes, Lord, we celebrate your victory. And we glory in your finished work. For Lord, you are King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And Holy Spirit, you are so welcome. Come, we pray, like a gentle dove. Comfort us with your grace, mercy, forgiveness. Oh, settle us 
with your redeeming love and that peace of Christ that goes beyond our understanding. Oh, may we experience this morning your transforming power. Oh, like a mighty rushing wind roaring with power from on high. And so our wonderful God, blessed triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, this day, this hour, this moment. Oh, how we desire to glorify you and you alone. And so, Lord, we bless and we praise your holy name. And now, Lord, unite our hearts as we share in the Lord's prayer together, praying together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, we take our Bible reading this morning from Exodus chapter 33. Exodus chapter 33, and there at verse 12. Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways, so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will, how will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked, because I am pleased with you, and I know you by name. Then Moses said, Now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But, he said, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Then the Lord said, there is a place near me where you may stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. Amen. May the Lord bless us the reading of his precious eternal word. Well, I would like us to just return to our reading there in Exodus, in chapter 33. 
And we notice from our reading this morning that although Moses would not enter the promised land, oh, it must have just been a, a wrench for Moses, knowing that he himself is not going into the promised land. Yes, he's going to go home with the Lord, which is far better. But although he's not going into the promised land itself, he prepares his people. But as we notice with Moses, as he prepares his people, notice that God had withdrawn his presence from them because of their sin. They had turned their back on God. And they went running off after other things. Everything else became a priority. We read of the golden calf. Oh, how they danced. And now Moses intercedes on behalf of the people. And we're told that the people repent. They return to the Lord. And God heard the prayer of Moses. And then the cloudy manifestation of God's presence comes in a cloud. That pillar of cloud returns and they know God is with them. God has returned and he's not going to withhold his face or his favour. Yes, God's returned to his people and now he listens it's as if God bends down and he listens to the heart of Moses. He's now engaged in the heart of Moses. You know, that ought to be us. We, we ought to be engaged in the heart of God. God, I want to listen into your heart. But here we notice that God humbly bows down and he listens into the heart of Moses. What more could Moses be asking for? And so God is attentive to the prayer and the heart of Moses. God had already promised he would bless Moses and the people of God. Moses was already now aware that, Lord, you've returned. Your presence can be felt. And now they would be enabled, empowered to serve the Lord, to be witnesses in this new promised land. But yet, in the heart of Moses, we notice he still was not satisfied. There was something deep in the heart of Moses that just said, Lord, I want more. I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied just knowing that you're, with, that you're with us and that you're going to bless us and that you will walk with us in this promised land. Lord, I'm not happy with that. I want more. And so here's Moses. He returns to the tent of meeting looking for something extra. He's looking for something on top of all the blessings that have already come to him and the people of God. He's returned to the tent of meeting. He comes into that place, into that deep place with God. 
And God comes down to Moses and he listens in. What is it, Moses? <laughs> what more could you possibly want? Moses was looking for something quite extra. He was looking for something, just something more. Yes, God, you've promised to be with us. You've promised that you will abide with us, that you'll be with us always, even unto the end of the age. Lord, you've given us wonderful blessings, your promises. Lord, you've, you've held us up when we've gone through the worst of storms, the worst of trials, the dark days that came upon us. Lord, you were, there. You were faithful. You were faithful. But Lord, I want something more. And here now Moses comes to the heart of his desire. And he just said, Lord, show me your glory. Lord, I know you love me. I know that your favor is upon me and the people of God here. I know, Lord, that you love the church. I know that in the Bible it tells us that you will be with us always. Jesus, we believe that with all our hearts. Lord, I know deep down that, yes, you care for me. Lord, I know that when I go through the darkest times, when I'm worried about my family, my children, I'm worried about my parents, I'm worried about my friends, the health issues that have affected so many, the bereavement that so many have gone through. And, you know, we can say, Lord, I know you care. And I know you're with me. And Lord, I know your tenderness. I know your blessing. I know your grace. I know your mercy. I've known your compassion. Lord, I, I've known just that peace upon my heart when, yes, things have been unsettled in my life. But what Moses goes on to say is, but Lord, although I know all these things, although I know your word and what you've promised, Lord, show me. <laughs> that was his prayer. Lord, I want something more. I don't want to just know that you love me. Show me. Lord, I don't want just to know your mercy. Lord, show me your mercy. Lord, I don't want to just know that you forgive me when I come with all my sins. Show me that you forgive me. Moses was asking for something quite beyond just the general prayers of the Lord's people. He wanted to know God in the depths of his being. He wanted to know God more deeply. He wanted to know... Now, the Bible tells us that Moses was one who knew God face to face. He spoke to the Lord as like a friend, like Abraham. Moses knew the Lord so intimately... And no wonder when you see how he prays, Lord, show me. I want to see you. No wonder the Lord had to say, well, yes, Moses, I'll let you see me, but you don't get to see my face. No man, no woman, no child can live and see the glory of my, of my face. That's, that's for glory. That's for heaven. When, when we're living in this wonderful new heavens and new earth, your, your body, your whole being will be able to cope with my glory then. 
but you can only see the back parts. My face cannot be seen. And so here as Moses prays, Lord, show me. Show me your glory. And so here he prays to get a glimpse of the reality of God. He desires with all his heart to know and experience the glorious presence of God. I hope that you're fed up of just attending church, attending meetings, just saying your daily prayers, just reading your Bible. I hope you're, you're dissatisfied with just that. Moses wanted more. He wanted to experience the reality of God. Go through the great heroes of our faith. And they were all men and women who went after God. Who went on a pursuit of God to know him and to make him known. That's why we have so little evangelism in the church nowadays. That's why so many struggle to witness for the Lord. Because we often focus on ourselves. Oh Lord, I'm, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at telling people about Jesus. I'm not good about standing up for my faith. Because the world seems to be against me. Our culture seems to be against what I believe. In fact, sometimes... You may well be saying to yourself, Lord, I feel at times embarrassed to say what I really believe, but I think I'll get attacked by everyone. I see what happens on social media. If you dare stand up for something you believe in, boy, you'll get all these comments, millions of them. <laughs> Absolute hounding. And of course, yes, we can say, Lord, I just don't have it. I don't have the strength. I'm not good at this. But notice Moses. When Moses saw the Lord, when he knew an encounter with the real, the true, the living God, do you know this? He was filled. He was filled with that heavenly glory. His face just shone. His face just shone. And where he walked, the glory of God followed. And people even had to say, Moses, will you cover your face? We can't cope with this. Oh, to know an encounter like that. But you know, I have to ask the question, and I know I've asked it before, of even of this text. I'm sure I've preached on this text in many different ways. But you know, the question I always ask is, Lord, I wish I could have met Moses, <laughs> where I could have met him and just said, Moses, see when you prayed for the glory of God, see when you said, Lord, I want more. What did you actually mean? It sounds a lovely prayer. Lord, show me your glory. But actually... As we read in chapter 33, we find our answer actually in the text. It's here. When Moses prayed for the glory of God, what was he praying for? What was he really wanting to know? He was, first of all, notice, he was praying for the personal, 
persuasive presence of God. He wanted to know the reality that God, you are you really there? It wasn't a case of, Lord, I'm saying my prayers tonight and I hope they get to the throne of grace and that you'll hear them. No, it's, Lord, I'm not going to pray yet until I know you're here. Are you here? Lord, show me that you're here. I'm not going to pray to the, to the roof tonight. I'm not going to just pray these wee prayers that I normally say. Lord, are you here? Are you with me? Can I know you that you're with me? Or as Fanny Crosby would say, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, to know the blessed presence, the assurance that God is with me. There's no harm. You know, there's nothing wrong with asking for God to assure you of his presence, to know it's personal, that relationship with God, to feel it as a reality in your life. And so Moses prays, Lord, show me your glory. Lord, I want to know your personal presence. Because I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee. Lord, I really want to know you. I want to know your heart. I found grace in your sight. I know you love me. I know you care for me. And Lord, I know you you care for this nation. I know you care for my family. I know you care for Stevenson. I know you care for the High Kirk. I know you care for Scotland. I know you care for the United Kingdom. I know you care for the world. But Lord, show me all oh, that your presence would be manifest to me. He didn't want just to have a mere knowledge about God. I think that's often the problem we have in church. We treat our Bible as a way just to get some knowledge about who God is. As A.W. Tozer said, the Bible should never be an end in itself. The Bible is not there to improve your knowledge. The Bible is a road into the experience of the God of the Bible. The Bible is supposed to lead you to God himself in Christ. The whole Old Testament leads you to Christ. The New Testament declares the glory and the beauty and the loveliness of Christ. The one who came for you to show you the way. Remember Thomas? Lord, show us the way. How will we know where to go? For I, Jesus said, am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the only way you will find life, and life in all its fullness. It's through me that you'll come to know the reality of who God is. If you want to know the Father, look at me. I and my Father are one. And so Moses prays, show me, Lord. Show me who you are. I just don't want to know about you. I want to know you. I want my prayer life to grow. I want to fall in love with my Bible more and more. I, I want to get so excited as I read my Bible where my heart will just want to know you more in relationship. Lord, help me to live for you. And so Moses is no longer content, content with just knowing about the God of Israel. 
But now he prays, Lord, oh, show me who you are. And as he prays to see the glory of God, yes, he's praying for the personal presence of God to touch him deeply. But he, in that prayer to see the glory of God, he's also praying that he will know God's purpose and his plans. Yes, we pray that God will be with us and that he'll look upon us. How often have you prayed, Lord, I'm about to do this and I'm about to do that. Lord, I'm going down here and I'm going up there and I'm going to, Lord, I've got great plans. Oh, I've got a future plan for my life. I've got a wonderful mission plan, a vision statement for my life. Lord, will you come and join me? <laughs> will you come and be with me while I fulfill my plans and while, while I fulfill my vision? When Moses prayed, Lord, show me your glory, he prayed, Lord, I want to know your plans. I want to come so near to your heart that you will reveal your plans for my life, that you will show me, Lord, your purposes and how I should live and what I should be living for. Lord, will you give me such a vision of my calling and Moses prays, Lord, show me your ways. Show me your purposes, your plans. Have you ever prayed like that? Has that ever, has that ever been a part of your prayer, your daily prayers? Lord, today I surrender my heart, my life. Lord, I surrender to you my children, my grandchildren. Lord, I surrender everything. Lord, my purposes, my plans, my dreams, Lord, I hand them over to you. Lord, instead, will you now show me your plans, your purposes? Lord, what's your purpose for my children and my grandchildren? Lord, show me that you care for them. Show me that you want to heal them, that you want to touch them, that you want to overwhelm them with your love Lord show me your glory show me your purposes your plans here in this beautiful prayer you know Moses was really invited he was invited into the secret place with God the tent of meeting that was the that's the inner chamber the tent of meeting was the place where you went in to be with the Lord, where you could hide yourself away. And this is where Moses is. He's in that hiding place, the secret place where the Lord then tells him, yes, I will go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. I will take away your distress. I will take away your anxieties. I will take away that unsettling that's in your heart. Trust me. Trust me. And Moses says, well, Lord, show me then. Show me. Yes, you're going to take away my anxieties, my worries, my fears, my my heart troubles. Lord, show me. Show me your way then. What are you going to do, Lord? And as Moses 
goes deeper with the Lord into that place of prayer. And that's why I would want to encourage everyone in the High Kirk, oh, be people of prayer. Be people of prayer. And oh, go deeper. Look at Moses. What a wonderful model of a, a prayer warrior. Here he prays. And as he prays, Lord, show me yourself. Show me your glory. Show me your presence. I want to know your presence. Lord, I want to know your purposes and your plans. But then he finishes with this and he says, Lord, show me your power. I want to see you at work. I don't want people coming up to me saying, where is your God? Lord, show them. Show me your power. Why did he pray like that? Was he being selfish? Was he wanting that feeling of, Lord, show me your power so that I can feel better, that I can feel like a wonderful Christian? Lord, give me a, a, a tangible experience of you today so that I can just feel good about myself, that I can leave the high kirk saying, do you know this? I, I really know I'm a Christian now. No, Moses doesn't pray selfishly. He prays for the power of God. Why? Because he knew the magnitude of the problem that Israel were going to face in the days to come. Moses knew the problems that were ahead. God gave him a, a glimmer of, of what would come. And so no wonder Moses then prays, Lord, if this is the future... If we are going through dark days, if we have to go through storms, if we have to go through troubled days upon our world where there's going to be wars and rumors of wars, Lord, if your Bible tells us that there are going to be in the future world alliances where you'll see nations join with one another, Lord, if the Bible is true that nations are going to come together and unite and form such alliances and then we're told at the end times that they, were, they will all then look to Israel and they will seek to destroy Israel, that there'll be a war. Lord, if that's all in the Bible, if the Bible tells us of all these wars and rumours of wars, that Magog will join with all the other nations then, Lord, we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared for the world that we're entering and that we've already entered. And how does Moses prepare his people? Lord, they need to know your power. They need to know you more deeply. They need to know your purposes, your plans, your presence. They need to know you so deeply that they will not wish to ever walk away. Because one thing that maybe you're not aware of, the Bible tells us that in the end times, there's going to be a great falling away. We often maybe don't hear much preaching about that. The Bible calls it the great apostasy, that there's going to be a massive falling away from Christianity. People who claim to have followed the Lord one day you're going to see a massive walking away from it all. And dare I say it, we're seeing it in our day. We're seeing such decline. People who will tell you they were once there at the heart of the church, no longer, they don't even care. Some have even become, they claim to be atheists now or agnostic. And they'll say, boy, I wouldn't believe in any of that rubbish anymore. 
But in the Bible, we're told that at the end days, people are going to get spiritually cold. They're going to wax cold. They're going to be cold of the things of God. And they're going to no longer care. And we're told there's going to be a great falling away. And then there'll be a remnant. There will be those who, who will keep going. Who will keep the faith. And then the Lord will return. How do you keep from... Oh boy, Lord, how do we cope in days like that? If that's going to happen in the future, or if it's even happening now, Lord, I don't want to be one of those who, who will fall away. Lord, how do we prepare? Well, Moses prayed, Lord, they need to know your power. They need to know that you are real. Lord, they, know, they need to know that you are the true and the living God. Show them. Lord, please show them. And Lord, today, show me. Show me your glory. Show me your presence. Show me your plans and your purposes. Help me to understand, yes, your Bible, but Lord, help me to understand your heart and that I'll follow you all the days of my life. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Lord, help me. Therefore, Lord, I need to know your power. What a prayer. Lord, show me your glory. Is that your prayer this morning? Is that your prayer? How would you like to know just the reality that God is real? How would you like to know a relationship, a, a living relationship with Jesus, your Saviour? That you'll know him in, in your quiet times and that you will have that empowering to live for him. We need to know his power. We need to know his purposes and plans and oh, how we need his presence with us. Lord, show us. Show me your glory. And you know, the Lord answered Moses' prayer. And he did. How did he do it? What is God's glory? Well, Moses said that he showed his goodness, his mercy, his love, his forgiveness. See, when you experience the love of God, the mercy of God, the compassion of God, that's his glory. When you get overwhelmed saying, Lord, I don't deserve your grace today. I feel so empty. I see, feel so cold and when you suddenly come into the presence of God and you feel, Lord, you love me despite what I've been like this week. Lord, you really care. You've given me such peace when I know there's trouble, when there's sickness, when there's a bereavement in the family. Lord, I, can f I feel your peace. Oh, Lord, show me your glory. Oh, may that be our prayer this morning. And so let's join our hearts. Let's unite as we pray together. Lord, in the stillness of this place. Lord, we come. In the quietness of this sanctuary. Lord, we come. We come to you. The true and the living God. Father, Son and Holy Spirit as we enter into your presence. 
Lord, it is the desire, the deep desire of our hearts that you would show us. Lord, show us your glory. Lord, would you reveal your love, your mercy, your grace? Lord, would you reveal the Lord Jesus Christ to us in a wonderful way? Lord, we're, we're tired. We're weary of just living out a religious, a religious knowledge. Lord, we want to know our relationship with you. And so, Lord, would you show us your presence this morning? Touch us deeply. Lord, would you show us your purposes and your plans? Help us, Lord, to love your word more, where we can see your heart. Lord, help us to devote ourselves to the word of God, the apostles' teaching to these great doctrines of faith. Lord, help us where we see your plans, your purposes, where we see your glory. But Lord, show us. Oh Lord, reveal your, your glory to us this morning. And Lord, may we experience your power. Lord, the church needs to know the power of God in these days. And so Lord, as we lift up one another and as we lift up your church oh Lord may your glory fill this temple this morning but Lord we also lift up the world as we approach the place of prayer yes Lord we bring our sins our griefs our worries our concerns but Lord we especially bring this morning a broken world Lord, we pray for those who face the bitter struggles of war and death and loss. For others who face such despair and fear through famines and fires. And for such disasters that have come so unexpectedly. Lord, we remember with renewed sadness the desperate plight of men, women and children throughout the world, especially as we once again think of the Ukraine, Afghanistan, Nepal, China, Lord, all who have known such dark times. And Lord, as we pray on their behalf, oh, how we desperately need to experience your mercy, grace, forgiveness and love and so we continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem oh for your glory to be seen and Lord Jesus we pray especially to you our Prince of Peace whose peace brings freedom and joy and so Lord may the peace of Christ Flood our homes, our streets, our communities. Oh Lord, may the peace of Christ flood all nations, bringing new life and hope, the shalom of God to rest. And Lord, as we pray nearer to home, Lord, be with our children, our grandchildren, our, our families, 
Lord, be close to those who struggle and feel anxious. And so, Lord, we do pray for all who are in trouble, those, Lord, who are sick, lonely, bereaved, and broken. Lord, by the power of your love, oh, cast out all fear and let thy kingdom come. And so, Lord, we turn to you. Oh, Lord, bless us. May your love and joy abide with us. And, Lord, keep those who are absent from us within the protection of your love. And, Lord, let your glory now fall in this place as we do pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Oh
so may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father and the fellowship, comfort and the power of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore. Thank you.